Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steal, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. You're tuned in to Your Access Has Been Granted Podcast. Join the regulators weekly to mount up on topics focusing on developing self while exploring hot topics, culture, and music. Here's your host, Brittany Leary. Regulators! Mount up! Regulators! We are at episode nine. We have one more episode before the end of this first season. And what's funny is, I think I've already explained this to you guys, that the first season was 10 episodes on purpose. I wanted it to end in the beginning of summer because guess what? Your girl's going to have a hot girl summer and my boyfriend's going to pick me up after. I've worked really hard. For the last few years, I've done some traveling and some partying with my friends. But to be honest, it was just like a break from reality. And this summer is going to be more of a celebration for me actually making it through certain stages of my life in the last few years. Me being able to be resilient as I wanted to be just through life, all the things that's happened throughout life, whether it be romantic, with family, with loss, with jobs and opportunities, I have been able to be resilient for the last few years. And for that reason alone, I'm going to have a hot girl summer. So I said to myself, you know, my mid-30s look a lot different than my mid-20s. And I know that it looks a lot different because of the skin on my back and skin on my neck that I had to get throughout those life experiences and throughout these changes that I've had to go through since my mid-20s in order for me to see life in a different way. My perspective of what life is has changed drastically. And from my understanding, the world looks different to a lot of people, specifically my peers and my friends, who are single and dating, who are divorced and dating, separating and finding their own way, married and finding themselves throughout their marriage, evolving just in general as a woman. And I said today would be a good day for us to do an episode on dating as a millennial. Dating in 2021, what does it look like? I'm specifically in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for nine years. Of course, like all relationships, we have ups and downs, round and rounds. After nine years, you're like, <laughs> yeah, we've seen it all. Our personal reasons for not being married was because we want to do things our way. We are both very rebellious. We are very much so two people who do anything but what people say we should do. So it was a decision that we made amongst ourselves that we were comfortable with, that we weren't going to rush into marriage. And if we can make it through what we've made it through, think we can make it through life. And that was something that we wanted to prove to ourselves without any kind of legal documents or any kind of connectivity. A lot of people be like, you get married because that's your husband, girl. What if something happened to him? Who going to do this? Who going to do that? Me, I'm the beneficiary on all of his um, insurance papers and all of his, like none of that stuff mattered. I didn't need to be married in order to be an authority or presence in our relationship. So it wasn't necessary for me. What was more necessary for me is that we both were whole and that we were able to come together and be whole together after we were whole individually. And it took some while for me to make it to that point. So it was definitely necessary 
for us to be where we are right now. And I feel like the topics that we're going to talk about today are important in relationships and as a single person because boundaries are personal. Today, we're going to talk about boundaries and we're going to more so talk about personal boundaries. So I thought, why not bring on my friend who's the same age as me, who has the same experiences and some of the same experiences that I've experienced and bring her on so that we can have two different perspectives to millennial dating in 2021. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to come in and make sure I remind you to rate, review, and share the podcast. Share with your friends, share with your family. If you go to the link on my Instagram, which is at accessgranted underscore solutions, that's A-C-C, E-S-S-G-R-N-T-D underscore solutions. You will be able to go to the link in the bio and whatever phone you use. If you have an iPhone, I would prefer you go down the list and click on the Apple link. On Apple Podcasts, it does have the capability of liking, reviewing, rating, and sharing. So you can share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review. If you have an Android phone, they have Google Podcast options, Spotify, which you just have to be conscious about the fact that you can't rate or review from Spotify, from your mobile app, just you do have the capability to share. So listen and share with others if that is your preferred listening platform. And Anchor as well is a listening platform that I see a lot of my listeners starting to use. You can leave a review there. Make sure you visit us on www.accessgrantedsolution.com. Make sure you visit our Instagram page because I am trying to transition my audience to my business page. And that is at Access Granted underscore solution as A-C-C-E-S-S-G-R-N-T-D underscore solutions on Instagram. I want us to start more engaging in the comments. Let's talk about the podcast. Let's get more insight into what you guys want and need from the podcast. Anything, any suggestions, I am here for any constructive criticism or suggestions. Drop it in my DM. Just be, you know, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Okay, (laughs) enough rambling. Let's get into the episode. All right, so regulators, as I explained in the intro, I did bring on a guest today because, again, I'm in a nine-year relationship, so I know boundaries being formed in my relationship is different than someone who is single and dating. So I decided, why won't I bring on my sister friend, the Erica, so that we can talk about how single and dating also looks in 2021. So welcome my friend, D'Erica. D'Erica, say hi to the regulators. Hi, regulators. It's the boy. I know, it's early in the morning. I sound like a man. I thought you don't. You didn't sound like a man. You know what voice it was? What? It was the when you first met me in math class voice. Oh, the voice like I don't know anybody. Yes, like, it's the so regulators, D'Erica. Yeah, Listen, when she first meets you, <laughs> you're going to get sweet, Erica. Sweet, mannerable, Erica. She don't know you. She's not going to give you too much. So just don't be, you know, if Expect you don't get, much. it's different. <laughs> so don't, if you don't get the Erica that you're getting on this podcast, it's because you're not her friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do get Erica, you get Dollar D. You get yeah. Dollar D. D'Erica and Dollar <laughs> D is two different people and only her friends know Dollar D. 
So you we gonna give you a little bit of dollar D today, but you ain't gonna get all the dollar D's. So it's nah. special for her friends. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, you gotta protect the energy. You gotta protect, you gotta protect the you gotta energy. Protect and you know me, the Aquarius, I'm a rebel, so I'm gonna always be who I am. I'm like, what? I don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Like, so yeah. me and Erica are compatible and two different people at the same time. Me and Erica have literally been friends. How old were we? 19? Um, 18. I was 18. Yeah, 18. 18 and 19. Because I turned 19 January, you turned 18 and oh, 19 right behind me in September. Mm-hmm. So we're only like a few months apart. So it was probably 18, 19 years old when we first met each other and we have been stuck like glue ever since. That's why I yes. call her my sister friend because we're going to fight, we're going to argue, we're going to have each other back. Don't bother neither one of us because things can get ugly. Type what? Let's not take us <laughs> there. <laughs> like, don't take us there. It's not Ooh. necessary. We're all working in God's favor at this time, okay? So, yes. today's topic is going to be about, yes, dating as a millennial in 2021, but it's also going to really be about boundaries and rewards. So I said in the intro that our lives look a lot different at 35 than they did at 25. And I feel like one of the biggest reasons why our lives look so different in that 10 year span is because we've created a life for ourselves that don't require a lot of mess and drama. Amen. So along with that came us figuring out how to set really, really clear and concise boundaries with ourselves and with people. For the most part, this whole journey that we're going on on this podcast and as Access Granted as a life strategist, my whole point of doing the work is self-awareness and authenticity. And I feel like when you're going through a self-discovery journey and you're starting to learn yourself, the biggest part of that journey is going to be learning yourself to set boundaries. Do you agree? I agree. All right. So the first thing we're going to do before we get into the good stuff, we're going to play a little game. You like games? I love games. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to play a little quick game of this or that. And remember, we're talking about dating. So when you answer these questions, answer them along the lines of someone who is going to potentially be a date or something that you would per, uh, potentially do on a date, or what you expect from someone you're dating, okay? Oh, all right. All right. So the first question is heels or flat? Heels. Every time? Every time. See, me and D'Erica, we differ so much. <laughs> I can't even walk in the heels half the time. Let's, let's, let's just not. Let, let's just not. I'm not even going to pretend. So we, I, I like to get cute. And I like to put on my makeup and I like to be girly, but I've been trying to take my shoes off halfway through the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But D gonna high step in her loops, like her red bottom. And I ain't got it in me. I've been trying to talk her into it. I'm like, but Brittany, you could get the heel cut down. <laughs> all right, you can get the heel cut down. So, all right, here's the first trick question. In 2021, is you still putting on a red bottom? Uh-huh. <laughs> I can make it from the room to the front door, and I'd be like, you know what? Come on, Listen, quarantine put the ladies' feet out. What? I don't yeah. know nobody who can still walk in their heels the way they used to before quarantine. Yeah, I'm a little rusty now. I'd be trying to practice a little bit, but yeah. You still be fly because my friend gonna wear them heels almost every day. Yes. 
All right. Next, this or that. Fat or skinny? <laughs> and a potential um, partner. I'll take skinny, I guess. Yeah, skinny. Okay, so I know this is this or that, right? So we have to pick one uh-huh. or the other. Skinny. In, right, skinny, <laughs> right? But in reality, what is the preference of body type? Men talk about this all the time. So we as women are definitely going to use our voices and speak about our perspectives. I think you need to be like, I ain't going to say you got to be fit, muscles. You ain't got to be, you know, real skinny. You just need to be taking care of yourself. As long as I yeah. can tell that you take care of yourself, that is all right with me. Now, yeah, you know I, need, the most. I need you a little husky, not big. Yeah. Because I'm thick. So I don't need you to be big, but I also don't need you to be skinny. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to have some grown man weight on Right. Me. Yeah, grown man weight. That's what we're going to call it. We're going to yes. call it grown man weight. All right. Tropics or Arctics? You rather be in the sun or you rather be in the cold? I'd rather be in the sun. I'm a, yeah, I love the sun. All day, every day. Yes. You don't travel to a few islands. Yeah, and the sun just makes me happy. That's my happy place. Well, that's why it's really difficult for me to think about moving from Florida. Like, as much as I love Georgia and would like to be a part of that housing on the ship <laughs> in Georgia. <laughs> Yeah, they, they don't shine bright like Florida. They don't shine bright like Florida. And as much as I don't go to the beach, it's comforting to me to know that I can drive two miles away on the beach. Right. Or I can drive a mile away and be sitting on, you know, the intercoastal, even if I don't want to go to the beach. So that's difficult for me when I think about moving away from Florida. The only thing that keeps me in Florida, I mean, that struggle helps me struggle with making a decision to stay in Florida is the prices of these houses in the market. It's the market? Yeah, yeah. Well, you down there with a high market. Your market's so high. I don't know. You need to come on. I'm trying to get Brittany to move to Tampa. Listen, Dierka is also a realtor. <laughs> so Dierka is very well versed on mm. the market. And I live in South Florida in the Tri-County area, in Palm Beach County. And Dierka lives on the West Coast. And the prices are drastically different. Yeah, they are. It's ridiculous. So... We definitely love the tropics naturally. We're Florida girls. I love the sun. I love the water. I love to be near the sun. And I don't know if I'm going to ever get that anywhere else but in Florida to the extent that we get it in Florida. Right. All right. Next question. (laughs) Employed or unemployed? Employed. (laughs) I done had unemployed. It is. That's like the norm almost. And it's that's that's unfortunate. And let's talk about it for a second because I feel like in my perspective, in my eyes, you're a boss, right? So you're an entrepreneur, you work for yourself, you are hustling, you're always showing that you're hustling. So when these men come at you, what get them the audacity to think that they can't have the same mentality or they don't need to have the same mentality that you have? I don't know. I, you know, I have that talk with God sometimes. I'm like, Lord, why? Why, why me? Why but me? Why I, do they keep I coming think, to me? I think some men get enjoyment or some type of, it's a, I don't know what it is, but they just feel like 
they can come to a woman who has everything and pretty much try to, you know, put themselves on you so they can start literally breaking you down one oh by one. Oh my goodness, they yes, Lord. I feel to like try to is, be on top. I definitely understand that concept because I feel like it's almost manipulative because the type of men that do that are the type of men that don't have any idea of what's next for themselves. Right. But they kind of fantasize looking at you and seeing how you hustle and all that you have, like, oh, she'll be a great partner for me. Mm-hmm. But they ain't got nothing to bring to the table. Right. They looking for a place to lay their head and everywhere else. Listen, and I feel like in today's society, the roles have reversed so much that women experience this way more than men do now. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me because I guess the gender roles that is traditional says that a man is supposed to be the provider. He's supposed to be this. He's supposed to be that. So the switch and now the women are the entrepreneurs and the women are the breadwinners in most situations. If not, you know, like if not 50, 50, it's very high at this point where women are making the same amount of money. They're entrepreneurs. They're building businesses and they're hustling, creating generational wealth for their family. And it's almost like the men are taking the reverse role and they're like trying to find a successful woman to latch on to. Yeah, it's crazy out there. It's very crazy. And I just, you know, you just got to take your time and really use your spirit discernment to really see everybody's motive, people's motive. So that's just a learning experience I have had to go through and still going through, you know, and just taking time. I'm not in a rush. Amen. You got to be careful of other people who are trying to rush you past your process. Yes, we're going to talk about that when we talk about boundaries because time boundaries is very important. Mm -hmm. All right, the next one is tall or short? Tall. (laughs) We ain't even got to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Live alone or roommate? Live alone. I keep busting out laughing because I keep thinking about crazy things that has happened. And like, right, right. If you're a man listening to this and you are wondering why a woman wouldn't want to be in a relationship with a man who has a roommate, we're going to make it very specific to our situations, right? So mm-hmm. D is a single mom with a teenage daughter. She want to get out of her house sometimes. Right. She don't want to come to your house and your roommate there all the time. It's like going home to her house with her daughter. Right. And I don't need you coming over, trying to come over to my house. Like, no. Why are you like, trying to come to my house? I got a whole do- a whole teenage daughter over here. You're not allowed. Yeah. You need to have your own house. Just <laughs> <laughs> to give you some insight if you're a man. Hey, I hope this. your roommate ain't your mama. Oh. Mm. Hey. <laughs> so that takes us to our next one. Okay. The next question. 25 to 35 or 36 to 46? 36 to 46. 36 to 46. Both of us, we prefer older men. Yeah. That's a preference of ours. That's not to say a young man can't deliver the same things that we may need. Maturity level takes a lot of life experience sometimes. And sometimes a 25-year-old may not have experienced life to the extent that a 45-year-old would. So a lot of this stuff has to do with wisdom and maturity. No, no shade to nobody that's young because there's a lot of boss entrepreneurs that's 25 years old. But it's a lot of life you still ain't learned yet. Right. And I don't have time to babysit. All right. Okay. <laughs> Last question. Good credit or no credit? Good credit. Good credit. We want you to be to learn some things, fail, 
learned again, learned what time, I mean, money management looked like so much so that everything you got going on financially looks a little bit more stable than either I look like or, <laughs> or, or so you can teach me because okay. I want us to work together. Right. Not separately, not going to two separate directions. Right. So that's going to end our little game of this or that dating edition. And we're going to kind of jump into our speaking points today. And the first thing I wanted us to talk about was boundaries. I think that boundaries are very important in all relationships, not just single and dating relationships. Boundaries are important when you're in a relationship, when you're married, when you're divorced and dating. Boundaries are very important because I feel like just like every 10 years they say we change, our boundaries change too. Mm -hmm. So some of the things that I would accept in my 20s, I won't accept now. And it's mostly because of the work that I've done for myself. And that's what I want to focus on today. I want us to focus on learning what boundaries are, how setting personal boundaries can help, and what personal boundaries look like. So the first thing first, there's a certain amount of boundary types. So I'm just going to go over six specific ones. The first one is time boundaries, which is how much time you spend with someone doing something or time boundaries at work. The next boundary um, type is physical boundaries, boundaries around physical proximity, sexuality, and how much space you share with others. The third boundary type is conversational boundaries, topics you're open to discussing and not discussing. Just a caveat, I have one of those things on this podcast. You'll probably never hear us talking about politics. That just popped up in my head when I said that. Mm -hmm. Conversational boundaries, I have very strict conversational boundaries. Politics is one of them. Relationship boundaries, boundaries mutually agreed upon with your close friends and partner. And I kind of talked on that a little bit in the intro saying that me and my partner have been together for nine years and we mutually made the decision that we weren't going to get married until we felt like it was necessary, despite what society said, family and friends may have thought should be done. We made a decision amongst ourselves that we weren't going to do it until we felt like it. Personal boundaries, boundaries you have placed with yourself based on awareness of your own unique needs. And that's where we're going to focus the most of our conversation at today. And then the last one is content boundaries. And I wanted to bring that up because I talk a lot on the podcast about how I have content boundaries as far as what I'm going to intake and what I'm going to put out. So the consumption of social media, TV and et cetera, is something that I have strict boundaries about, too, because I easily get caught up in distractions especially if it's a good laugh involved. So (laughs) out of those six boundaries, I already know we're going to talk about personal boundaries today. Are there any of the other ones that stick out to you? Um, First, it's like, you know, the content boundary for me. Um, I'm new to this whole entrepreneurship thing. I'm not, you know, doing this full time. So I'm learning, you know, all the different marketing strategies and things and different contracts and relationships you're supposed to have with people. And you just have to be careful when people are trying to do business with you or you think it's, you know, something that you guys are joining together on and it turns to be something that is, you know, pretty much just to uplift themselves and how you feel about it or the other partner feel about it, you know? So I just have, I learned not to do things a certain way with people just because I'm kind, you know, and I like to see everybody grow. And, you know, I do like to give back. I do have knowledge I would like to share. So when someone comes to you trying to pretty much just take what you know 
to put it out as their own. And it's not in a, how you want to say, a flattering or favorable yes. uh, manner. It's very degrading. And when you voice those things to people and they don't respect those lines, that's when you just have to step back, reevaluate your boundaries and how you, what parts you missed in that. And so, I'm glad you brought that up. That's very important. I have a coworker, Edna. She listens to the podcast every week. And she asked me a very important question last week. She said to me, how do you decipher when it is a opportunity or if it's a threat? And I talk about SWOT analysis a lot. And SWOT analysis goes over strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right? So when mm-hmm. you go into a situation, I feel like we're going to talk about personal boundaries today because personal boundaries is going to allow you to figure out how all these other boundaries fall in place, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a strong self-awareness, and you are aware of what your goals are, what your purpose is, the first question you're going to always ask yourself is, does this align with my purpose and my passion, right? Right. So in that situation, we're talking about a very specific situation. She's giving you some little details. We don't have to say names and et cetera. In that situation, when someone comes to you, you guys work in the same field, you want to create content to get the same message out. Mm-hmm. In that situation, you've already aligned with the fact that, okay, this is aligning with my purpose and my passion. But when it comes to content and boundaries and what you've learned so far, and I'm saying this because we've already talked about this on a personal level, we have to go in depth into what the details of these agreements are, because just because on the surface, it aligns with our purpose, doesn't mean that in the depths of the content, we're going to still be in alignment. Somebody could talk good on the top, mm-hmm. but when they get to starting to work, honey, when the like work starts. <laughs> right. You to rush that. I, I don't like people like to rush the process. Like it, this could be something really good, but because you so into this social media, got to hurry up and put content out, content, content. You just messed up the whole message. You messed up the whole relationship. The whole relationship. And we talking about relationships and you already know that boundaries and relationships doesn't just contribute to intimacy and romantic boundaries. So when we talk about content boundaries and creating content and being a part of groups and trying to push a message forward as a people versus an individual, there is a lot of talks that need to be had prior to getting to these relationships and these partnerships where you're going to produce things as a group so that we can all make sure that it's in alignment with our plans and our goals at this time, because we don't want to go into relationships just for them to end. Mm -hmm. And the boundaries is what's going to help us not start a relationship if it's not necessary. Right. If it's not a real opportunity and it really is a threat, Being able to decipher that in the beginning of a process is going to be very important. So if you don't work on those personal boundaries, you might not be aware of what it is that isn't going to work for you. Right. So that's exactly why I chose personal boundaries today. So with personal boundaries, I want to kind of go over what the basics of personal boundaries are. The first category of personal boundaries is physical. Who can touch you? how they can touch you, where they can touch you, and when they can touch you. The next category is sexual. Who can touch you in a sexual way and when? Who can speak to you in a sexual way and when? The limits of your sexual adventurism. And who can share details about your sex life when and with whom? The third category is emotional. The things people can say to you or about you. 
including uplifting people in your life, removing people from your life who belittle you or bring you down. And then the last one is generosity. The things you will do for others, how often you will help others, how often you will take a break from others, and how much you will give of yourself and your things. And if you're wondering why I'm talking about boundaries and relationship and dating, I believe that me and Dierica both believe that setting boundaries has become one of the biggest things that sift out. <laughs> you know what I wanted to say? <laughs> Which <laughs> <laughs> I want to see my boy. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's the having a boundary and having some kind of standard about yourself is going to be the first thing that's going to sift out fuck boys. That's just what it is. They I'm hate it. They hate it. You see the little I'm demon sorry. come out. I know you listen to this podcast <laughs> every week, but that's what they is in 2021. Yes. That's just what they are. So we're going to talk a little bit about these personal boundaries from a personal level. I think I want to start with generosity. Because I think that with people as such, me and Dierica have really big hearts, right? And I think that with our hearts being so big and us wanting to be helpful and wanting to be generous, we can get caught up easily if we don't have these personal boundaries in check. Mm -hmm. The first one that I want to kind of talk about with both of us is how much you will give of yourself and your things, how often you will take a break from others how often you will help others and the things you are willing to do for others. That's the generosity category. And I want to talk about that because I feel like a lot of times in our past, we've got caught up in things that we did because we thought it was good. But in reality, we really didn't want to do it. Right. And a lot of that resulted in a snowball effect or avalanche of problems and issue because we've already gone too far by giving you more than we were willing to give. Right. How do you feel about that generosity piece of personal boundaries? I feel like, well, of course, you know, like you said, did have a lot of lack in that area. So now that I'm aware, I just, you know, I just make sure I have, I'm at peace with what I do. As long as I, nobody's going to force me to do anything. So whatever I do, that's, is really what I want to do out the kindness of my heart and I choose not to take it personal how they receive it because you know people sense. get used to just because I did it this way at one time don't keep expecting that's you know if I say no and I don't want to do it like that no more then respect that because you give them an inch and they take a mile right 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 and you know you just have to I I let people know our off that you know my expectations and their expectations. I need you to let me know your expectations too. What do you expect out of this? And we need to come and discuss this. If you got an issue with it, let's talk about it. Right. So versus, let's talk about, that's where we are now. And what you was going to say is what I was going to add versus what we used to do. Right. And I feel like from my personal experiences, I feel like what I used to do is I used to put people first. Yeah. And my caring heart, my empathy levels being as high as they are would put me in a position where I would want to see them happy or want to please them in a way that I would forget myself or push mm -hmm. myself to the side, knowing in the back of my head, knowing that this isn't the way that it should go. Right. And what happens in those situations, because I know this is mental health month, so we're going to kind of slide a little bit in mental health, repressing your feelings. And repressing your needs in order to please others is a surefire way to start developing some mild anxiety and depression. Makes you feel trapped. When you feel like you're trapped in a cage, I don't know what kind of spirit y'all got deep down in y'all soul, but me and Dierica got a fighting spirit down deep down in our soul. <laughs> 
And when you get in a cage, once that cage locked and you done shook it a few times and it don't open, we going to get that bitch open. Yeah. And Let we going to explode. Yeah. And that explosion is something that we as grown-ups are trying to avoid. Right. So the boundary piece of generosity for me has always been me really evaluating how much I'm willing to give of myself before I've slipped back into giving too much that I'm not taking care of myself. Right. That's very important for me in today's time. I am priority. That I come before business. I come before marriage. I come before family. And that was very hard for me to get boundaries that stern and tell people that I love no without right. thinking that they're going to be devastated or we're going to break up or some shit because I said no. Uh, you Have you discovered the power in your no? Listen, have you discovered? And that's exactly why we're talking about boundaries because I feel like I don't want people to continue settling because of a timeline that they have for themselves or uh, the expectations of society, family, friends. Because family or friends will tell you you're supposed to be married by now. Oh, they tell you you're supposed to be a whole bunch of things right now. Listen, they'll tell you you ain't (laughs) supposed to quit your job and be no entrepreneur. They'll tell you you're not supposed to do certain things to fit their narratives. But if you don't have these personal boundaries in line and you don't know what your purpose is, if you're not aware you don't even have to be fully self-aware because self-awareness is a whole nother mountain to climb but if you're aware and you're starting this journey and you're starting this process of creating boundaries be aware that you're gonna have to find the power in your no and you're gonna have to be okay with walking away saying no knowing that that was the best thing for you to do and you ain't have no malice intent you didn't want to hurt nobody but you did want to make sure you were good right right and that's just what it is so the next category is emotional the things people can say to or about you, including uplifted people in your life, removing people from your life who belittle you or bring you down. And we kind of talked about that a little bit at this or that, about how people get with you. They see you're successful. They see you're hustling and they almost come into a relationship and almost try to break you down. Like, who are you? Why you think you the bitch? Why you think you that shit? Right. Well, for me, I had a previous relationship where it was, you know, kind of manipulative and like narcissistic and very insecure. And I dealt with a lot of verbal abuse mm-hmm. in that relationship. So where I lacked my boundaries was I didn't stop it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't pay attention to it. And it just kind of grew. It grew to something that was almost too big for me to handle just repeatedly. It just was no respect. So it's just a lot of things that I had to take the time to, you know, discover within myself to, you know, say, well, why do you allow these things? Why have you, you know, let people step over these boundaries? And who are they to tell your story? Pretty much. Exactly. This, this is my story. You don't know what I've been through or what or how I've been through or how I got through it. So when anybody got anything to say about Dierica, come Dierica, Dierica, tell you exactly how it is and what it is. And you have to be mindful that those people, they have insecurities and things wrong with them. So they'll try to prey on you. And your mm-hmm. storyline to make themselves feel better and bigger. Um, when ultimately, it's not a competition. It shouldn't be in a relationship. It shouldn't be. That's not a healthy relationship where you're in competition with your partner. Right. Because at this point, y'all at war. Y'all not 
a team, y'all are not allies. So that is never a comfortable position. So if you're in a relationship and you can clearly see that your partner is competing with you and their whole point is to one-up you or to make sure you feel less than them, then you have to be able to say, okay, who am I dealing with? And we talk about narcissistic behaviors, right? And I feel like social media culture is going to make everybody a narcissist, which is not true. But in these situations, these are true narcissists. And a lot of gaslighting happens in narcissistic mm. relationships where they will convince you that you are wrong about something they did right. over and over again. They're very good at pulling out little points. And then I think, again, that whole generosity and emotional boundary of what am I going to allow people to say to me? Right. It I had somebody like, called me, you know, you, you know how you meet people and you're telling them stories, you know, you're getting to know people. So you kind of give them a little taste of, you know, where you at in, in your journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know they had a nerve to call me Hurt Bay? I was like, ah. not Hurt Bay. I was like, these first of all. Blind. Let me tell you something about these. <laughs> first of all, social media is going to be the death of millennial dating because I feel like us being so open about our spiritual journeys and learning and sharing, it's almost like they try to use it against us. Yeah. And I'm saying us, but I'm not, you know what I'm saying? In this situation we're talking about right now, they really try to use the verbiage that we use, the spiritual connectivity that we are describing. Right. They go go get stage and all kinds of stuff to be manipulative in these relationships or right. trying to get to know these women. And it's mm. crazy to me. Yeah, it is. very. It's if I'm telling tough. you I'm vibrating higher, why you gonna come play with me like that? Right, right. Like, definitely go find you somebody else to play with. Next. But you know what's crazy, D? Is some of those people who be retweeting those memes and burning that sage, they don't be serious. No. So them niggas come and they give them exactly verbatim what they had posted last week and they oh, feel yeah. like it's a sign and they found the one. <laughs> Now, y'all ladies, I'm not being funny. If you're listening to me, I'm being is, so serious. You got to be careful. You have to be self-aware. If you're going to get on the internet and you're going to be doing all that stuff, please know that you're calling out, you're calling them out. Yeah. I listened to a um, YouTube called Queenology, and he mm-hmm. talked about that. Like, you know, stop telling me, oh, I love flowers. Oh, this is, you know, this makes me happy. And this right here. And you got somebody right in your DM coming right now. Or you next thing you know, you get uh, flowers at your door. And they just praying on the little things instead of them actually being genuine about it. And learning about you genuinely right. through conversation, through interaction, and actually seeing that, oh, when we was out, at lunch, she fell in love with these flowers. Right. Maybe I should buy her some flowers. If you're going to tell them everything, and when they come down to you and they give you everything you ask for, you can't be mad when they turn out to be somebody else. Right. You're literally giving them the playbook. So it's two sides to that. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurial um, boss women, alpha women, have a tendency of saying, this is what I want, because they feel like, I'm going to just tell you what I want up front. But if you're mm-hmm. going to be that woman, make sure you're self-aware enough to have discernment to know when somebody playing you. Right. Because it's very easy for an alpha male to come to an alpha woman and give her everything she needs just to get her in his headlock. Because it'd be a headlock. Like, it don't be no Another girl. example. Like, everybody know I want to be married. I want a husband, all that. You know, that's one day. Ain't no rush to it. But... Soon as I say a little something or play a little song, next thing you know, you my wife. 
you my wife. <laughs> How am I everybody's wife? Like, you don't even know me. Like, come on now. Y'all need to cut it out. Listen, and they be dead serious too. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right, so think? girl, it's the boldest <laughs> for me. Right. It'd be the boldest for me. All right. So I'm gonna briefly go over how to set boundaries, right? So that we can get into our our fun part of the episode and talk about this hot girl summer we about to have, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So setting boundaries is difficult, it's not easy, and we're not pretending like it's easy. It's a very difficult process. The boundaries that me and Dierica are speaking about that we have set has been like almost a decade in the making sometimes, Mm -hmm. depending on the boundary. Um, So don't hear us in a way that we are sounding like we learned these things all overnight. No, Mm -hmm. we didn't. Some of these situations are just recent and we're learning them as we go. As I always say, life is going to keep going. It's going to keep evolving. And in that process, you're going to keep evolving. So don't ever put limits on yourself to where you feel like I have it set so I don't have to think about it anymore. No, there's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be a situation where you're going to have to reevaluate your boundaries and actually ask yourself, is this boundary hard enough? Is it too soft? Do I need to strengthen this boundary? Do I need to be clear about it? And that's what's taking us into how to set boundaries. The first thing you want to think about when you're setting boundaries is clearly and objectively state the boundary. So if it's work related, if you work in, you're an entrepreneur or you work under a group and you say, listen, once I go home, I have to be a mother or I have to be a wife. Be clear about your boundaries with your employer. Say, hey, I'll be fully attentive and productive throughout these hours. But after 6 p.m., I can no longer answer my email. I'll be with my family. Mm-hmm. Clear and objective. Another example would be. I would need you to ask before borrowing my things. You can't just come in and take my shirt. That's a mall. Look, I can be, I can hear you telling Zion that. Oof. If you want to wear my <laughs> shirt, ask me first. <laughs> <laughs> we are there yet. We are now there. I can't believe it came so fast. It happened so fast. My you remember when she was a crybaby? I used to be Ooh. watching her while you was in class all day. Yes, yes, the yes. This old child. She only has one. Her daughter, Zion, is my goddaughter. And we went to school together. First of all, me and Dierica met at Florida a and University. The yes, and Diamond, Diamond McQueen. Y'all already know. Y'all already know what it is. Right. And um, when she had her daughter, we would swap off, basically. She would go in class. I would watch her. I would go to work. Like, we were swapping off. We was make, We were our village. Yes. While thank we were you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't did it without Brittany. So now here we are at 35 and Zion's taking her shirts without asking. Oh, I seen her last night. Oh my gosh, she was so pretty. Girl, when we walked up, the people say, you know, it's only the eighth grade dance. Yes, (laughs) but they don't know Zion and her mama. Uh uh, no. But these kids, they've been on quarantine. They don't get to go out. I was like, go ahead, girl. (laughs) Her nails longer than mine. Right. So the next boundary setting rule would be communicate your needs without focusing on the other person. And I think a lot of times, sometimes when we're setting boundaries, we still have a tendency to think if it's going to be okay for them. And that's not necessary when you're creating boundaries. And that's, again, another reason for you to be clear about your personal boundaries and be as aware or self-aware as you can be so that you could be communicating your needs and be clear about your needs. So an example of that would be, I need some space to respond to your text messages rather than I need you to stop bombarding, bombarding me with 
text message before I get a chance to reply. Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily check a person every time. Sometimes it's clear enough for you to say, I need a minute. I'll text you back once I read this and process it. And that just be it. Regardless of what they text you back, it's not even necessary for you to respond because you were clear and you communicated what you needed from the situation. The third tip would be avoid the ego state and over explaining. How many times can I remember over explaining? A lot. Because I be wanting to be heard. Right. I be wanting to be understood. But what I've learned in my discovery journey is that that's ego. And the ego wants that understanding from the other person. When you start to create clear boundaries and objective and you only worry about your needs, you're going to stop caring about what the other person get out of the deal. Yeah. What's that? that Don't take it personal. Listen, do not take it personal because it's not for them. So that ego response is defending. And we ain't trying to be defensive. We're trying to be clear and concise and have boundaries. Mm -hmm. And you can't cross no boundaries because they're mine. And that's just what it is. All right. And the last tip I have for you when you talk about how to set boundaries would be state your follow through. So objectively state how you will respond if the boundary is crossed and follow through. And that's very important because I think throughout our journey, we've tried to set boundaries, but how many times have we backslid, like they say in church? (laughs) 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 How many times do you set these boundaries and then turn around when they fuck up, you go right back to the old way of living? Right. Understand if you set a boundary and you don't stick to what your boundary is, they are not going to respect your boundary. Just like it's your goal is to change your behaviors and you don't stick to the plan and you don't repeatedly do it for the next 66 days your mind is not going to create that new habit Mm -hmm. so if you can't do that for you how you expect other people to do that for you that's the message right that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say about that So now that we've talked about what we feel like is the number one dream killer in the dating pool for 2021, which is women being stronger, women creating boundaries, and women learning and being more self-aware about who they are and what they need to be fulfilled, let's talk about our fulfillment this summer, friend. Oh, yes. It's good. I told him in intro that my season ends on June 3rd, and I couldn't talk about that date. But I specifically did 10 episodes for the first season so that I could have a hot girl summer and my boyfriend can pick me up later. Yes. Can he pick me up too? He can pick both of us up but we can come back to Paul Beach and come to my house. Whatever it is. We're going to be in Miami. We're going to be in Miami. Because we definitely aunties once we finish being hot. Listen, we are the hot girls that make sure we do day party and day events because by 10, 11 o'clock, we all looking drunk and sleepy. Yeah. Like, we need a nap because we're going to be up early for brunch. <laughs> like, we them kind of hot girls. So let's be clear about what hot girl summer look like from our perspective. And I say our perspective because everybody that's 35 may not be at the same level we are. So we're just going to talk about our perspective. We already said we're going in early. We're trying to get all our partying in midday, all the day long, because by 10, 11 o'clock, we have sleep. Yes. Especially throughout the summer, because we're going hard. 
I'll be the one ready to start. No, they be Chartreuse first, then. That's Chartreuse. I'll be Chartreuse, though, because Chartreuse going to be turned up every time. Oh, she lit. Listen, I was at a table with some moms at my godson's birthday party the other day. Shout out to Ashley, Nicole, and Tiffany, at least. And all of them are in different relationship statuses, right? Two or three of them married, one separated, car single, and everybody at the table was ready for Hot Girl Summer. Yes. So don't it's think just... that Hot Girl Summer is like this loose hole event. That ain't no. what it is. Hot Girl Summer is I finally picked the lock to the cage. Yes. Between quarantine, us all individually working on our projects. Sakara have her PhD in the summer. Nakia is a full-time entrepreneur. Her business is thriving. Dierica is a full-time entrepreneur. Her business is thriving. I started my side hustle business in my entrepreneurship with Access Granted, the podcast. Like, we've been grinding. Yeah. And we finally picked the lock off the cage. It's a season of celebration. It's a se- And I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what I said in the intro. I said that before we would get together and party like as a break from reality. But this summer is a celebration. Yeah, it's like Thanksgiving, you know. And we gonna turn <laughs> up. So if you try to get access to our close friends list, DM us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taking applications? <laughs> we got applications to the close friends list because everybody can't see what we be doing. But yeah. if you try to get in on this close friends, DM yeah. us. Well, meet me outside. Meet me outside because we going to be outside. Yes. We going to be on the boats as much as possible. I can't swim, Erica, and I'm telling you this on the podcast. I am going to face some fears. What you finna do? <laughs> we going to need to do something that's safe but water related. Under the water or on top of the water? No, no, no. You're going too far. So, like, parasailing or something where they got okay. me on a life vest. Yeah. Plus, it's safe. Like, fake snorkeling or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we got to figure it out. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm looking. I'm going to look on it today. Watch me. Because I got to be scared to do it anyway. Yeah, Brittany, you know, you know how you have those best friends that you don't really like when they really got other friends? But, you know, I, I had to grow up. Mm. She went, I've been asking this girl to go, you know, to, and get in the water with me for how many years now? About 10, a 10 years. And she gonna go on a trip one time with one of her friends. And I saw her in the water. You talking about somebody was hot? Mad? Girl, I was about to kiss the dolphin, dear. That's like, so you gonna get in the water with them? <laughs> Listen, and for that, I owe you. So at the end of the day, let's make it count this summer. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. Yes. Anything else you want to leave with the regulators as far as boundaries, dating in 2021, or just just being a boss and living in your truth and becoming more aware of what's around you? Yeah, you know, just take the time to learn you who you are. There's no rush out here in this process. Don't let the world feel like you got to rush to be where they feel like you need to be at, you know, and just work on your relationships with people. Work on having healthy relationships first with yourself and then with the, the people around you and everything that's attracted to you and supposed to be for you will be there. And, you know, just like Brittany say, trust the process. Right. Brittany, you know, she was the one who really initially taught me about boundaries because I did from the time meeting her 
up until now. <laughs> I lack boundaries heavily. How many know? times we had to fight about me trying to figure out my boundaries? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she, I remember one day I called her and she was like, I, you know, I, I used to call Brittany all the time. She answered the phone, you know, it's like relieve some of my stress. But she reminded me that, you know, I go through things too, you know. So sometimes when I don't answer the phone, it's not personal, you know, just let me be me. And I had to respect that, you know. And that was like me, day one of me actually understanding what boundaries meant and then just start along the way, you know, she would educate me more about, you know, the different boundaries and trusting my feelings. Yeah, and, being you know, able to trust yourself. Because yeah. I think the most important thing for me when I was working on creating my boundaries is I knew it was going to make people uncomfortable because I was so responsive and I was so, but I had to learn that my introspective work and me being such an introvert, once I learned that I was more of an introvert than an extrovert, I understood why I couldn't extend myself so far. I understood that I recharge in my solitude. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of times that I just wasn't able to break my solitude in order for me to recharge for the next day or the next event or the next phone call sometimes because I do this work. I work in a field that requires me to be so involved in people's lives every day. And then I have friends. I, I've even had had this discussion with my work friends, Carla and then Carla be like, you don't answer the phone for me. And I'm like, you're not the only one, though. I have a very family-oriented environment that I'm in. And a lot of times after work, once I do my personal self-care, the gym, grocery shopping or whatever, my family waiting on me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I'm not able to be present with them if I'm on the phone, especially if I know you're going to call me and lay it out. Right. I just can't do both. So I have to make a decision. And after I lost KJ, I made the decision that family was going to be priority. Because I feel like for the decade prior to, my friends was priority. I talked to y'all more than I talked to them. Yeah. So it was a natural switch for me when I lost KJ for me to be full throttle family oriented and then everything else come behind it because I lost somebody that was so close to me. So it was a trauma response. Yeah. And it was necessary. I feel like it was a healthy response, but it still was necessary. So I know that I had like a clean cut, but that clean cut was necessary for me to grieve properly, to learn from my experience and figure out what I needed to do so that I never had that feeling of like, what did I miss? Right. You got to You have to be alone, you know, in order to grow in certain ways. You can't be have, you know, be surrounded. That hidden works. I call it the hidden works. Right. I might have named the episode Hidden Works. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those Hidden Works is serious. And I'm glad that you came on today so they could meet my sister friend. Yeah. my sister friend. Because me yes. and my sister. We are. Like, we are. Can you tell the regulators where to find you and how to connect with you? My name is Dierica Watson. I am entrepreneur, mom, realtor, credit consultant. And if you are in need of any of those services as far as real estate and credit consulting, you can find me at DiericaWatson.com or at the Real Estate Influencer on Instagram or at Dierica Watson on Instagram. My number is 813-331-5346. And I'm also taking on new real estate mentees, people who are looking to join the real estate industry. So hit me up.
Yay! You missed one Instagram account because you got all these. Oh yeah, I do. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you can follow me at the Credit Endurance Lab on Instagram as well for all your credit needs. And that's on period because yes. my score has gone up 71 points since April. And yes. that's on period. 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 Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to help everybody elevate. You know, this isn't all about me. This is living a purposeful life. Amen. And everything that we do, of course, it benefits us because we have taken time to find our passion and our purpose and what it is that we need to do for people. But this is fulfilling to us and we enjoy helping people. So if you need any kind of credit consulting, if you're looking to buy a house, no matter where you are, the air could be able to help you either connect you to someone or actually be your realtor out of state and stay whatever it is you need she'll be able to be a resource for you when it comes to home buying experience i think that that was a great episode yes i think it is so if you have any questions of course about anything else you can dm me or follow my instagram page at access granted underscore solutions all of these details will be in the show note we are available to assist but don't forget Time is money. So if you got a little question here or there, we're going to help you. But don't be shocked when you get those consultation fees when you want to talk to us for an hour or so. Okay. Ain't that right, friend? That's right. So don't play with us now. Don't hey, be nasty. Our business. <laughs> right. You won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> we're going to help. We're going to do what we need to do. But, you know, respect. Yeah. The hustle. We hustling out here. I think that's our show for today. Thank you again, D'Erica, for joining us. I'm sure the regulators enjoyed you. If you guys want D'Erica back on the show, let us know so we know what we need to deliver for next season. Yes. It was a pleasure. It was fun. You could, I think this season I spent a lot of time on my personal village. So you met a lot of people who are personally inspiring to me who have been a part of my self-discovery journey and I've been a part of theirs. So next season, we're going to try to mix it up a little bit. So make sure you guys email me at Brittany at accessgrantsolution.com, which will also be in the show notes. If you have any ideas of what next season should look like, any ideas of any fun and new innovative ways that we can make the show more interesting to others. And I believe that's our show for today. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Yes. Bye, regulators. Bye, regulators. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to The Regulators Weekly. Learning how discovering ourselves is the key to success. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, subscribe, share, leave a review, and join us again next week. This is The Regulators. Your access has been granted. Regulators! Mount up.